Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need home title lock because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Hey, before we begin, a real quick thing. Fun to do. Anytime you hear anyone claim that Donald Trump was exonerated, you just say back, Oh, no, you're thinking of the Central Park Five. Let's begin. Welcome to Sanity Cast. I am John Fugelsang. This is the podcast devoted to keeping your head on straight while the country has gone completely batshit and the Christians have elected Caligula. Keep in mind, depression is a disease, negativity is a habit, Hannity is the opposite of sanity, and if we're all in this together, then despondency is privilege. You don't get to have despair anymore. Get out. Lick your wounds, rest, consume some art, have some fun, be around people, get your heart rate up, exercise a bit, get proper sleep, and get back in the game because we need you. Now, somewhere in hell, Jeffrey Epstein is so embarrassed of his association with Ken Starr and Alan Dershowitz. Um, But this was the week of the impeachment verdict. And what an historic week it was. Listen, here's my whole deal with this. It may seem like the shittiest week of all time. I'm here to correct you on that, okay? Look at the history. First Senate impeachment trial in American history without any witnesses. First impeachment trial in history with no documents. First impeachment trial where a president ordered those under him to blow off subpoenas. First impeachment in U.S. history where all evidence and testimony against a president 
came from the people working under him. No deep state, no libs, only his own staff. First and president impeached during his first term. First impeachment in 244 years where a majority of Americans supported removal before the trial began. First impeachment in history where a president sought foreign interference in our internal affairs. And I think we all remember how the founding fathers felt about foreign interference. First impeached president to seek re-election. Just remember, he tried to coerce a foreign leader into lying about his opponent and smearing him so Trump could cheat to win an election, and then he got caught. The day he got caught, Zelensky canceled his CNN announcement of the investigation. The Senate has conducted 15 impeachment trials in its entire history. It heard witnesses in every single one until Donald Trump. We're going to talk about it and why what happened this week was a very good thing. And again, the trolls are going to go crazy. The trolls are going to be all over you on social media, right? So ignore them, please. Uh, I suggest if you're on Twitter, mute them. Don't block them. Blocking gives them power. Um, Or just remind them, no matter what you say, this isn't about me hating Trump. It's about me hating that he's a stupid, corrupt, racist, incompetent con man who can't stop lying. And the fact that none of that bothers Trump's followers doesn't change the facts that history is going to record, okay? So just just tell tell all the trolls, tell your right-wing uncle, tell whomever, your neighbor with the bald eagle wallpaper fetish. Look, look, I get that you're uh, happy, so you're furious. But if you really want to trigger me, if you really want to trigger me, you should go write a very large check to Trump University and the Trump Foundation. Now, um, I want to thank everybody for all their kind words about uh, my job hosting the Writers Guild Award East last weekend. It was pretty crazy. I didn't sleep all week long. Uh, really wonderful. I got to meet some great people and, and uh, uh, lovely people. Uh, if you give a compliment, I'm like the president. I'll like you if you compliment me. So thank you, Tony Gilroy, Samantha B., all the cool folks. Um, I did crowd work with uh from the podium on uh tina fey and amy poehler i hope they'll speak to me again someday after that um you know when you do this you you spend all this time with the writing staff thinking about what jokes will find the right balance of blasphemy and reverence uh my favorite part uh, of the whole night was uh bong joon ho who made Parasite, which is an incredible film if you haven't seen it. It's a family drama. It's a thriller. It's a horror film. It's an incredible political satire about an oppressed underclass rising up and brutally, brutally taking revenge on the rich, um, or as Sean Hannity calls it, Elizabeth Warren's first hundred days. But uh, Bang Joon-ho got up and and gave this beautiful acceptance speech. Um, He won original screenplay. And he thanked all the nominees and he praised all the nominees he, he doesn't speak any English so he had a translator and through his translator he said how much he loved Booksmart he loved Marriage Story and when it was done I, I kind of I had to ruin it and I walked on stage and I, I said hey let's hear it for Bong Joon-ho what a speech and everyone clapped and I said although let's be honest none of you know if he was really praising your movies at all and let, let's be really honest uh, it's almost impossible to tell when Bong Joon-ho is being sarcastic I didn't have any other Korean translator jokes. So listen, um, that's enough of me. I can understand if anybody listening is worn down from the week we've survived. You got to remember, nothing that happens in Iowa, nothing that happens in a State of the Union address, nothing that happens in an impeachment trial cover-up, nothing that happens in November 2020 
will ever change the fact that Trump is an ignorant, corrupt, incompetent racist who can't stop lying, and history is going to bury him. Okay? Uh, I'm at the Madison Theater in New York in Rockville Center on Long Island for The Magnificent Bastards with Louis Black and Alan Zweibel. It's our new sit-down comedy show. There's fewer than 30 seats remaining, so if you're in the Tri-State area, get those quick. Uh, Our special guest will be poet and author Mary Carr, which is really exciting. Also, Friday the 21st, if you're in New Jersey, I'm headlining um, a political comedy show, uh, Progressively Funny, at Hopewell Theater with Leanne Lord and the great Scott Blakeman. We're going to do some more sexy liberal dates. I will be taking part in shows uh, in March 21st and uh, at the uh, in Madison at the Barrymore Theater, uh, April 4th in D.C. at the Harmon Theater, June 6th in Minneapolis at the Pantages, June 13th in Miami, July 11th in Chicago, October 17th in New York City, and it looks like I'm going to be headlining the Free Speech Festival uh, for Revolutions Theater Company, uh, I'm sorry, for the Revolutions Theater Festival um, and Trick Lock Theater Company in Albuquerque, New Mexico on the last Friday in March and more stuff coming because look man Trump might only be there for another 10 months I I got a kid I want to make as much money off of him as I can also I do a show on Sirius XM Uh, we're nighttime now it's a lot of fun if you have a subscription I hope you'll check it out or get the free 90-day trial and check us out you don't have to listen live every night if you go to bed early Um, please just feel free to uh, listen on the app or on demand okay shitty week I understand but I thought it was great. Let's begin on Sunday, the Super Bowl. Super Bowls are always awkward for me because I have the least popular opinion of anybody because, see, um, I, don't, I don't like football, but I do like head injuries. So usually no one wants me at their parties. But really, it was all about the halftime show of Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. So many people who tuned in were deeply offended to see Latin women doing an overtly political performance, scantily clad, with seemingly no white men around to supervise, and they were very upset. These were people who tuned in to watch men hurting each other. They didn't want to see this. I mean, the Latin women getting the halftime show, it ruined all the violence for Trump fans who don't actually care about decency. Um, Franklin Graham, who is to Christianity what Christ was to lying and hating Muslims. He said, uh, I don't expect the world to act like the church, but our country has had a sense of moral decency on primetime TV in order to protect children. We see that disappearing before our eyes. It was demonstrated in tonight's Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show with millions of kids watching. You know what, Reverend Graham? As a dad, I agree, because my child once heard a reality TV star uh, on TV brag about grabbing women by the pussy, and then some revoltingly fake Christians made that lying, corrupt, racist the president after he paid off a porn star and lied to everybody about it. So, thank you for your moral consistency. I do like when the uh, pious people offended by the halftime show take the time to spread the offensive footage to as many others as possible. Do you ever notice this? Uh, Everyone who was complaining about it on social media was sharing clips of the footage. (laughs) Like whatever Bill O'Reilly used to like you know, show uh, pictures of the leather guys from whatever pride parade. They would wait and find the most sexual, uh, vulgar display they could and then broadcast it. And O'Reilly would say, can you believe the affront to family decency with these gays at their parade? Let's show that footage one more time. The real story for me of the Super Bowl that our media has not covered, and I have some theories about why, because our media wants Trump to have a second term because... Homeboy's great for ratings. But when they 
showed the video footage of him goofing off while the national anthem was playing at a Super Bowl party at his uh, Palm Beach Golf Club. Um, everyone, everyone around him. You got to watch the clip. It's right there. Even his wife and Baron, they're standing there. They're solemn. Their hands are over their hearts. And comb over Caligula is like pretending to conduct the music and, and pointing at people and, and clowning. And, you know, if you were offended by Colin Kaepernick genuflecting in deference to protest racism, but not offended by Donald Trump clowning around during a national anthem, you are part of what Colin Kaepernick was protesting. And it's important to remember one other thing about the Super Bowl. Then I'll move off of Sunday. We get so caught up in arguing about Donald Trump's corruption and his incompetence and his criminality and his alleged abuse of amphetamines and his racism and his historic dishonesty and compromise with a foreign adversary and his predator status towards women. But you know what? It took it took Kansas City to remind us that he's he's also goddamn stupid. He's as dumb as a bag of dildos. Uh, the the man thought Kansas City was in Kansas, which it is. Uh, Matt Schlapp rushed to his defense um, like a good little German. Uh, anyone who wants to defend Trump on this can show us where Kansas City, Kansas's football franchise actually is, because it's the one from Missouri that won the Super Bowl. And I will always love Kansas City one of the greatest cities in the history of jazz, and it's where Margaret Cho and I got picketed by Westboro Baptist Church. Okay, so the next day, Monday, was the State of the Union Address, which um, I was excited after the Writers Guild because I, I picked up a gig to adapt it into nonfiction form. <clears throat> if you're watching the Super Bowl, I mean, if you're watching the State of the Union with Trump and you need a drinking game for two, I recommend this. Every time Trump lies or takes credit for an Obama economic trend that he just continued, person A, have a drink. Uh, every time Trump says I or me, person B takes a drink. And whoever is able to eventually call the ambulance wins. Now, there were a lot of lies. A lot of lies. I'll just go through a couple of them. I mean, there was, so, there was a lot. Of, the, the fact checkers finally got home three days later. Their wives are terrified. Uh, he said, we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. Uh, he's been lying about this since he first became president. It's always been a lie. He spent most of 2017 trying to kill the Affordable Care Act. Right now, he's backing a lawsuit that, if it is successful, will destroy the Affordable Care Act and protection for pre-existing conditions. That case is stupid. It's not going to work. But it did win support in a couple of federal courts. He also said sanctuary cities allow criminal aliens to prey upon the public. Now, here's this gets me angry. Uh, sanctuary city means a city with policies that allow people to be released from police custody whenever they otherwise would be, even if ICE has requested they be held longer. If they're dangerous or violent, they stay locked up if they're convicted or denied bail or bond. And some judges have ruled it unconstitutional to keep people longer than they would be on merely a request from ICE. And also, uh, if you believe Christianity, that religion itself is supposed to be a sanctuary city. Trump gave himself credit for the blue-collar boom. Remember that part? Um, all the improvements came before Trump. Obama's policies caused greater real wage growth than Trump's. It's just, you know, he lies. Uh, he says, we are working to end America's wars in the Middle East. Since May, just so you remember, he has sent more than 20,000 more American troops to the Middle East, while also cocking up every alliance we ever had and really alienating every ally we need for support in the region. Uh, most notably, the Kurds. He also assassinated the Iranian general who helped us defeat ISIS. Um, and now he introduced this peace plan 
that was rejected by everybody because it actually had the words fuck you Palestine uh, written on the front cover so you know again it, it, it was so many lies and we got to remember that he, he's a criminal the GOP is a white nationalist cult the economy is not booming for working people, okay? I don't want to hear people talk about how their 401k is doing. There are millions of Americans who don't have a 401k. That's who I care about. And um, income inequality has now hit a 50-year high. But let's be honest. The real highlight of the State of the Union wasn't the lies, and it wasn't the president's lethargy. It was him giving the Presidential Medal of Freedom to liar, hypocrite, racist, woman-hater, drug abuser, which makes him a hypocrite, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, now, I get that these things are pep rallies. I do. But he has now reduced the Presidential Medal of Freedom to just being a fucking trinket, okay? You don't need to hear Limbaugh quotes from me, but let's give it a few. Um, in 94, he said, this is the reason why girls don't do well on multiple choice tests. It goes all the way back to the Bible, all the way back to Genesis, Adam and Eve. God said, all right, Eve, multiple choice or multiple orgasms, what's it going to be? We all know what was chosen. That's not what's in the Bible, and it makes no sense. It's just a guy who hates women, hating women. Uh, in 2009, he said, Holocaust, 90 million Indians, only 4 million left. They all have casinos. What's to complain about? In 2007, he said, let me put it to you this way, the NFL all too often looks like a game between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. There, I said it. Keep in mind, Rush Limbaugh has driven away more sponsors than Lindsay Lohan did at Betty Ford. Um, he's, he has said, you got, in 2004, he said, you got to be who you are, and it's time to get rid of this whole National Basketball Association. Call it the TBA, the Thug Basketball Association, and stop calling them teams and call them gangs. I could go on, but it's just disgusting. I mean, you know he's a horrible guy. His comments about Indians, his comments about women, his comments about Michelle Obama, his comments about Latino people, and of course, 93, when he said, Sox is the White House cat, but did you know there is also a White House dog? And then they put up a picture of 13-year-old Chelsea Clinton. <sighs> okay, you get it, right? We can we can move on from this. Um Although uh, I will say the funniest part for me was when um, Donald, we found the quote about uh, Limbaugh hating the Democrats because they want pre-existing conditions, um, which is great. He said, nobody in Washington has the guts to eliminate coverage for pre-existing conditions, but the Democrats don't want to. That's exactly the kind of thing they want health care to be. He said that two years ago. That guy is a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Look, I wish Rush Limbaugh a safe and rapid recovery. I also wish him a, an empathy transplant. Um, you can't be a liberal and root for anyone to suffer. And, and I, 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 my grandpa had lung cancer. I'm sure you've known people with lung cancer as well. My grandpa lived with us for the last couple of months in his life. I was holding his hand when he died. I would not wish lung cancer on the worst person in the world because no one, no matter how deep their sins, deserves that. So I'll just say I hope... Russia's pre-existing condition and the pre-existing conditions of all the Americans he fights to keep from being covered for pre-existing conditions never return. Okay, then we got to Tuesday. <laughs> you were pretty wiped out by then. I was. Uh, the Iowa caucus. Well, let's just say <clears throat> what an historical, humiliating debacle this was, slowing the results of less than 1% of the delegates needed to get the nomination for a couple of days in a horror show that will be completely forgotten in two weeks. Look, new apps are hard to learn, and I'm not a you know elderly volunteer. Um, Iowa caucus goers are great people. 
the caucuses are kind of silly but interesting. But just keep in mind, California has 10 times the delegates as Iowa. Ballot results can take weeks. And maybe there's a fix. Maybe it was skewed. Maybe someone was tampering with it. A lot of folks were very put off by the fact that the Des Moines Register poll never came out the night before due to a glitch. And these results didn't come in due to a glitch. But here's the good news. Um, This past week for the Iowa caucus, there were 1,678 locations where Iowans could gather in small groups to set the tone through their caucuses for the rest of the election. And for the first time ever, it included mosques in Iowa. That's good news, friends. Imagine this Valentine's Day story is you. You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes. Glancing in the mirror, you notice your wrinkles and large under-eye bags. You rummage through your bag thinking, where's your secret weapon? And there it is, Plexiderm. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and boom, two minutes later, you start seeing the under-eye bags and wrinkles disappearing in front of your eyes. You'll look years younger. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. Go to TriPlexiderm.com and enter Voices for 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. Again, enter Voices at TriPlexiderm.com to get 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 90-day money-back guarantee, so to get our special discount, enter Voices at triplexiderm.com. So Wednesday was the big impeachment vote. And if you're like me, you've been probably consuming a little too much information about this. Um, Look, Donald Trump told John Bolton in August that he wanted to withhold the aid to coerce investigations. And that has only been corroborated by every single witness. This man literally blocked witnesses from testifying. He ordered people to disobey subpoenas. And then he got almost every Republican senator to say in unison, my name is Reek. We have gone from I am not a crook to a crook is not a crook. Uh, Adam Schiff was warning us all and warning the Republican senators that Donald Trump's going to try to cheat again. I love Adam Schiff. He's come on stage with us. I don't think he realizes that Trump cheating again is exactly what every Republican senator was counting on. But Lamar Alexander, he wrote his epitaph, and he's earned it. The most disgusting thing about Lamar isn't that he just voted to let Trump walk. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. They didn't just vote to let him walk. They voted to keep the Senate and the American people from hearing John Bolton's testimony, from hearing Mick Mulvaney's testimony. Lamar Alexander pretty much admitted no, he didn't. Pretty. He did admit that Trump cheated to win the 2020 election, and he got caught and said now they're going to give him 10 more months to do it again. I'm glad that guy's not my AA sponsor. Uh, Susan Collins as well. We hope Trump has learned his lesson. When, when Susan Collins says she hopes Trump has learned his lesson, that's her way of telling you she hasn't learned her lesson. whole lot of Republicans still thinking Lucy will hold the football in place for Charlie Brown. This is the part of the podcast where... I say nice things about Mitt Romney. Eight years after he was the GOP presidential nominee, former governor, current senator Mitt Romney, uh, he made history. He was the first senator ever to vote to convict a president of his own party. And why not? He doesn't need a job. He turned 73 in six weeks. The Utah GOP condemned him, but Utah voters won't. He probably is not going to run for another term. I mean, unless he wants to be in the Senate in his 80s. 
uh, you know, isn't this why Mitt Romney ran in the first place? I mean, what the hell did Mitt Romney run for the Senate for, if not to be a responsible conservative who stands up to Trump? Maybe the last one in government. He said there can be no exoneration without a legitimate trial. Out of fear of what they would learn, the Senate refused to hold one. The president will not be vindicated, and neither will the Senate. Certainly not by history. So, Mitt, I, look, the thing about Romney is he, he's been wrong much of the time, but he's never been evil. Well, he, he has been evil. He's laid off a lot of people, and he did resort to uh, birtherism towards the end of the 2012 campaign. But, you know, it's hard to not defend him, especially when you got Donald Trump Jr. Instagram posting, uh, calling him a pussy. I was like, what? Showed a picture of him in mom jeans like a pussy. I'm like, whoa, 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 Fredo, what is this? That's vulgar. Your dad raised you better than that. Uh, no, that's the wrong thing to say. But look, Trump got the acquittal. We knew it was going to happen. So liberals have no right to be upset. We always knew it was going to happen. It's like people who watch Marriage Story and cry. I'm like, what? you knew how this movie was going to end. What are you, what are you weeping for? Why do you watch if you're going to get upset when it's over, when you know how it goes? Just remember, it wasn't bipartisan. Uh, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin voted to convict, and Mitt Romney went against the party, okay? So just remember, impeaching Donald Trump is not partisan. You know why? Because he did it. Defending Donald Trump, that's partisan. And that's the Republican Party. Trump is the GOP. The GOP is Trump. The party is just like Trump. They are the same. They have no attention span. Their morality is non-existent. It's nothing but hypocrisy. They will defend one horrible behavior and commit it the next minute. They are not overtly bigoted, but the racists know this is the place, and they are institutionally racist to the bone. And here's the thing to remember. The Republican Party is every bit as fickle with as short an attention span as Donald Trump. You know, Trump talks about loyalty, but he doesn't mean loyalty. He means obedience. Loyalty is a one-way street for him. And it's the same for the GOP. Because these people attacked you for warning them about George W. Bush. They attacked you for warning them about John Bolton. They attacked you for warning them about Mitt Romney. Now, they have thrown Bush, Bolton, and Romney under the bus. So keep that in mind, friends. They will cut Trump loose. They will not. They're a cult, sure, but they won't be loyal to him forever. These guys have no ideology beyond me, me, me. They have no ideology behind selfishness and making selfishness into being a virtue. They're not Christian. I mean, I've read the Bible. I, I don't know what they are. Um, they're going to cut Trump loose. It will happen one day. You know, the old guys defending Nixon, you know, there'll be a few of those. But I mean, how many defend Reagan anymore? Look, what I'm saying is just stay healthy, take care of yourself, and be alive for the day they cut Donald Trump loose. Now, Thursday, um, we thought was going to be a clear day, just the day to recover from all this. Instead, it was the White House prayer breakfast. And if you know anything about that, Donald Trump decided to show his piety by shitting all over everybody that ever bothered him, which I would expect nothing less. I mean, you know, and again, a prayer breakfast with Donald Trump. Everybody who walked into that place is a grab by the pussy Christian. I'm sorry. Donald Trump reading the Bible is like a Leonard Cohen cover album by Insane Clown Posse. It just doesn't exist. I mean, a national prayer breakfast. What is that, by the way? A, a national prayer. I said this when Obama had it, too. It's great. I have no problem with it. But 
stop claiming this makes us a Christian nation, okay? <laughs> These guys that are all into owning the libs, you know what libs they're owning? Uh, James Madison and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, none of whom wanted a religious-based government. A national prayer breakfast doesn't make America a Christian nation. You know what makes America a Christian nation? Nonviolence, welcoming refugees, and caring for the sick and the poor. And one more thing about lies. Uh, Donald Trump has lied about every component, almost every component of uh, his impeachment. And as we talk about his uh, acquittal, you can't let go of the fact you have to remember that he's lied all the time. He said impeachment caused his poll numbers to go way up, higher than they've ever been ever. Uh, there was no real consistent sign of any increase in Trump's poll numbers. His approval rating went down after Ukraine. Yes, it did go up to 49% in one poll, which means slightly more than half the American people don't like him. You go. He said that uh, Pelosi gave him the most unfair trial in the history of the U.S. Congress. <sighs> I know civics isn't his thing, but the House did not hold a trial. Only the Senate tries impeachments. He said, nobody else has ever faced closed-door impeachment hearings, except for Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton. Uh, he said his opponents committed illegal acts related to the impeachment. He didn't say what they were. And again, like Joe Biden, like Hillary Clinton, if they were illegal acts, why haven't you had William Barr investigate? He said more due process was afforded to people accused in the Salem witch trials. Um... <laughs> I'm sure Donald Trump has never read The Crucible. 19 innocent people were hanged in the Salem witch trials in the 1600s, and the courts actually accepted something called spectral evidence from dreams. So people were tortured into confessing. And then he said, and he said this one a lot, uh, he won 196 to nothing in the House. This is such a big lie, no one even understands what he's lying about. He didn't win any vote related to impeachment. Okay, he lost the October vote that had the rules on the impeachment inquiry and then the December votes on the two articles of impeachment um, he lost 197 in one case 198 in the other case there's a lot of lies there so good luck keeping track of all that now um, also Kirk Douglas has left us uh, talking about Kirk Douglas I wouldn't have expected it would be like talking about Kobe Bryant and we as a species are still learning how to use the right language and be sensitive about these things. Um, every obituary of Kirk Douglas will or should mention that he was a great actor and he got a lot of great movies made. He helped Stanley Kubrick. He stood up against the Hollywood blacklist for Dalton Trumbo. In many, many ways, he was very, very courageous and brave and a compassionate man. And in his own memoir, The Ragman's Son, he talked about how abusive he was to women. That's my word, not not Mr. Douglas's. Um, and yes, he was accused of raping 16-year-old Natalie Wood. So how do you balance this? How do we do it? How do we talk about Kobe Bryant being such a great athlete, beloved to millions, and then put in context the accusation against him? We can just deny it if we want. But I don't have the answer. I'm just going to say I'm a fan of being alive at a time when this is a debate. I don't think you can negate someone's art based on the worst thing they did as a private person. But I don't know. Having said that, Bill Cosby is the best stand-up comedian I've ever seen. I've seen him live twice. I've ne I don't even know who's number two 
I, that's how great a comic he was. And I will never watch one of his stand-up sets again. So it's different for everyone. I'm just glad to be here at a time when we are trying to move forward as a species and make more sense of this and realize that because we're talking about it, it's never been harder for a man to interfere with a woman or a child than it is right now. So Kirk Douglas owns his sins. He will have that asterisk. He will have that in his obituaries. In the meantime, I will say my, I tried to think of my five favorite Kirk Douglas performances, um, Paths of Glory, which is my favorite Kubrick film, my favorite Kirk Douglas film, my favorite World War One film, my favorite courtroom drama. If you haven't seen it, uh, the best thing about it is that it was in all the all the um, obituaries, which tells me in the last 20 years, it's really become to be considered a classic. Paths of Glory, Lust for Life, his performance as Van Gogh is beautiful. There's a scene early on in the film that kind of nails Christianity for me when Van Gogh is trying to be a priest and he's living among the poor and the bishops come to his home and chastise him for sleeping on the floor. And he's outraged that they want priests to have such eminence and not to live like the poor. Um, and then the film just keeps getting better. And Anthony Gauguin, uh, uh, Anthony uh, Quinn is great as, as Gauguin. Uh, Lust for Life, Ace in the Hole, which is maybe the best movie ever, up there with Network, uh, explaining what our media culture is like. Lonely Are the Brave, there's some acting in that movie. And Out of the Past with Mitchum. Just a just a great film. And I'll throw in Spartacus too, just because it's it's Spartacus. You gotta see it. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need home title lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. So, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you like this podcast, I hope you'll subscribe and I hope you'll uh, tell your friends and please rate it um, on Apple and Stitcher, wherever you get it from. Uh, please, please, please also, um, you know, uh, support all the podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. There's so many great shows and uh, I can't commend them all enough to you. It's really important to stay informed without losing your mind. And Stephanie Miller and the team have assembled a really nice stable of artists and performers and activists and just people with empathy providing entertaining really smart shows so please please check them out and remember what i said before this gop is as fickle superficial and low attention span as trump they will cut him loose stay alive i want you to see it and remember bishop desmond tutu if you are neutral in situations of injustice you may have chosen the side of the oppressor if an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse and you say that you are neutral the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. So don't despair. 
hey, Disney's making a movie out of Hamilton. Come on. Things are okay. I'm John Fugel saying, uh, please, please send me letters. We're going to start reading more emails on this show. So you can either send those to uh, johnfugelsang.com or to my uh, Facebook page. We will read them and read them out loud uh, and, and answer all your questions or concerns or threats. Um, and they can be benign. They can be obnoxious. You can be hateful, whatever you like. I love it all. Please do. Again, go to johnfugelsang.com. Check out our merchant swag at johnfugelsangstore.com. Please come see some live shows this year. Get out of the damn house and be around other sane, moral, attractive people. For God's sake, thank you so much for listening. And remember, the modern Republican Party demands we cut Planned Parenthood funding, which doesn't pay for abortions, and we keep on funding Israel, which provides free abortions. 